Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is January 23rd, looks like, and we're having a bit of a snow event here in the Northeast, which is like our first snow event. We had no, we had one during Christmas, but... It was more of an ice... An ice event. An ice situation. We had a good amount of ice. So this is very picturesque as they say. <laughs> yeah. So. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? Um, Good. This is a, one of those shows we prepared long and hard for. Yeah. To know it. I, I thought we were going to talk about chat GPT, but apparently we're going to talk about Anglicanism. Or we could talk about chat GPT, but mm. I, thought, I thought since the, I don't know anything the about mother, it. The so. mother church of Anglicanism has fallen. <laughs> that might be something to talk about. Well, we can talk about it. It's not like we, it's not like we, you know, avoid the question of Anglicanism in our. Yeah, it's just sad. It's very sad because it, there's so much. All the cathedrals, all of the. I mean, it's been it's been a. It's been a wreck for a long time. Yeah, it's been. It's not like it's just suddenly fell off the cliff but like most institutions like this just there's been a slow eating away from the inside out of orthodoxy until finally it just takes one little push and it, the whole house collapses what i liked about what i liked best about the thing that the bishops of england put out was how non-christian it was sounding it was, it was really not it felt like a chat GPT, like you put it in and be like, write a statement, an Anglican statement. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like that. And it it was perfectly cal <laughs> it was perfectly calibrated to produce Anglicanness without like occasion occasionally throwing in the word Christ. Yeah. Or yeah. scripture. <laughs> but it just has nothing there's no in a Venn diagram, there's only like a barely tiny overlap between like Christianity and and the way that this document sounded like it's just not a do it was, Christian document. It was, not that it was just profoundly unintelligent. It was, it was a, I mean, I don't. Boring. I know they're not stupid men, but it does like it. It reads like something where someone's been educated in only one direction. Like like the the, the you've been trained to think in 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 a and by Marxists, and so you can't, you can't actually reason in a way that someone who's not a Marxist will understand what you're saying, or, or will, will will be persuaded by what you're saying. Yeah, because it's it, it's really an ideological statement, and and that's why there's like tons of incoherence. Like the we uphold marriage, and we're going to keep upholding actual marriage, so this is a marriage. But gay people can have sex, uh, or they, 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 we're going to bless gay marriages and gay unions. But this is not not a departure from the traditional. Well, so saying, like, saying we have a lot of, this was the, the, the line that let you know it wasn't, it's not a Christian document, is that you don't speak this way in Christian circles, even if you, even if you think this, you, you don't say this line. Let me see if I can find it. Um, so, okay, well, while you're looking for that, in case one of our listener, our listener doesn't understand what we're talking about, the the Church of England has been in like a three-year 
process of discernment, whenever the, whenever whenever a mainline leaning leftist church goes through a, a converse a holy conversation, you just know that they've already decided to, <laughs> to toss over <laughs> toss over the faith. Um, the yeah, sense. yeah. So, uh, but then at the end, the bishops got together to to read the the you know the, the end the, stu- the studies, yeah, and they issued a statement Friday about well apparently it had been leaked oh yeah and so they had to release it like they weren't quite ready to but somebody released essentially what it was going to be okay. and so then they right and so essentially what they say is we're not we're going to we're not going to change the doctrine of marriage but it's okay for people we're going to bless same-sex unions and this will have no effect on the doctrine of marriage that's what i like best <laughs> this will have no don't worry this will have <laughs> No impactfulness on any doctrine in the church, right? <laughs> Which is, and, like, yeah. I mean, this is complete. Like, even even it doesn't sound like any conservatives were involved in the writing of this thing or in the decision making thing because because you they're taking you know the the Bible if you want to use that as well, a source no, for your theological I document. I don't think that they did <laughs> actually does say that people who are actively engaging in homosexual sex are, can't go into heaven. So, um, without repenting, without repentance. Right. And so, and so this document, okay, wait, so this is the line. Let me read this yeah. paragraph, but it ends with a line that lets you know that we're not talking about Christianity here. We have studied the scriptures so no they didn't do that yeah paid attention to the church's tradition it's like what does pay attention what does that mean, mean? Uh, and listened to wider society <laughs> i oh, love your part of yeah, this yeah. so which one do you think like, you asked the question which one do you think had one, more, they did more of? as well as the voices of our sister churches in the anglican communion and ecumenical partners did you though because if you'd really listened to them some of them would have said please don't please except Jesus as your personal savior. (laughs) Above all, we have sought the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in prayer and worship. Ah, I see. So they prayed. The differences among us are also, among you are also present among us. (laughs) The College of Bishops. We are partnered, single, celibate, married, divorced, widowed, bereaved, heterosexual, gay, bisexual, and same-sex attracted. Okay, here's the line. We have diverse convictions about sexuality and marriage. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, you're not Christians. Right. We're not. We're no longer talking about <laughs> a church writing a Christian document. You can't, like, we're not invited in Christianity to have diverse, diverse convictions, convictions about sexuality and marriage. Yeah, we have. Nope. We're supposed to have God's convictions about yeah. sexuality and marriage, which he was very clear about in, in the book that he breathed out. Um through the apostles and prophets. So if you were going to make a case for Christianity, which I think like we should get chat GPT to do this, I guess, but (laughs) this um, is a chat GPT thing. Yeah, this is chat GPT writing. You put in, you, I think if you put in like Anglican Anglican bishop statement on homosexuality in England, I bet this is what you get. Yeah. We should try it later. We should try it. If you put in a, like, if you were a Christian, just, you know, spitballing here, like a thought experiment. If you were a Christian and you were facing a culture that had 
taken sex as its main idol. And you wanted to to speak in love and compassion to that culture. I don't know. What would you say? Is there anything in the Bible about, you know, Jesus well, and you say something like human sexuality? The, the differences among you are also present with us. Some of us uh, don't worship Baal. Others of us do worship Baal. <laughs> and <we're laughs> several of us worship Molech. Yeah, some of but, us worship Molech. But so we this this statement reflects uh, a place where we're walking together. <laughs> we're walking together in our in our worshiping of Yahweh and Baal and Molech. And we just want you to know that it's you know we you, you can you can worship Baal and Jesus and have have all of the things that you want. Yeah. That's the good news. In fact, you probably should because if you don't worship Baal, your children will die. Right. <laughs> Whereas if you worship Yahweh, like, I don't know, do you even get anything from that? I don't think that he is there for you. So you probably should definitely um, put a, an Asherah pole up on the top of your hill and take some... But I mean that's but that's what that's yeah I mean that, that I, I it's it's what's sad about it is that these the, these again very well educated men and women sadly um, don't see in the college of bishops you yeah mean. yeah can't see how an actual Christian would address the culture of the day beyond their eagerness to bend and and become part it's just to meld themselves into it. And I know they, they think they're taking some kind of stand by not right because they're making they're they're doing the whole um, too conservative for the left yeah, yeah, too, too liberal for, for the, the right. right thing which is an absolute that's Garbage. not a thing that there's no yeah that's by Tim saying Ke- like, Tim Kellerism isn't the, is it I don't yeah. know where it came from but if you are saying that you're very confused right you. Um, are not too liberal for the left, or too conservative for the left. Just not calling it marriage doesn't mean (laughs) that you're too conservative for the left. (laughs) That's really funny. Well, the left is mad at them, and the right is mad at them, so that's what they're they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. See, we've taken a brave stand in the middle. (laughs) Of this (laughs) cesspool. Right, right, right. I like this. Can I read this paragraph? The pastoral principles are one way in which we are learning how to avoid the evils that can that so easily seep into our relationships with one another. I wanted to know what those evils were. Yeah, what, what evils are they talking about? Into the lives of our church communities and wider society. That's really interesting. Whenever we encounter diversity, difference, and disagreement, we as bishops must remind ourselves of the need to address ignorance, to cast out fear, to acknowledge prejudice, to speak appropriately into oppressive silence. <laughs> what does that mean? Appropriately <laughs> into oppressive Sounds silence. Very British, though. <laughs> to admit hypocrisy. Oppressive silence. Be, be sure that you use appropriate. Behave. Belong. Yeah, behave. Belong. To admit hypocrisy and to pay attention to power. That's important. We continue to commend these that's, past. That's so critical theory, right? Isn't that, mm-hmm. Is there any like, be faithful to what the Bible says? In well, the, no. So then, at the end, you just add on the last 
line of the paragraph, we continue to commend these pastoral principles to the whole church so that together we can grow more clearly into the likeness of Christ and make his love known to this generation. So if you just like put the word Christ at the end of every paragraph, it totally makes it Christian. (laughs) Like you can say a bunch of stuff that has no resemblance whatsoever to Christianity and then you just... So being pastoral means means speaking appropriately into oppressive silence. What else? Being aware um, cast of power. Out fear. Casting out fear. I don't know how you do that. Right. How do you Begone say? fear. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge presidents. Pre- pre- prejudice, sorry. Yeah. Admit to hypocrisy. Pay attention to power. Is there anything about applying the Bible to pastoral situations? Like what pastors are supposed to do? Is that no, 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 there's nothing there about that. So... I think this is so terrible because the Christian gospel is so rich and beautiful. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you if you consider what Jesus did to save us from our sins, it's so glorious. It's so moving. Like we in our church, just speaking for myself, we celebrate the Holy Eucharist every Sunday. It's so moving to meditate on the sacrifice of Christ every single Sunday and receive the sacrament and hear the word of Christ preached. I, it's just, it's so rich and it's difficult, like, because everybody in the room has so many heartbreaks and troubles and, right? To think about somebody, uh, God taking on human flesh, coming into the world uh, and dying for our sins is, is really a, a nice thing to think about. Over the course every, of a human week. life. Yeah, yeah. Or every day even. I'm just going, you know, I don't want to like, yeah. I don't want to be offensive or anything, but it would be so great if a, a document that bishops of a quote unquote church, uh, even referenced like any of the thousands of years of not just 2000 years, but like thousands and thousands of years of biblical history versus Bible verses. Listening to the world. Or what do they say? We're listening to the... <laughs> but they don't want to do that. It's listening too hard. Listening to the, to the culture? Is that what they said? Um, well, they definitely... They apologize to the LGBTQI people. For, for ever telling them that it was wrong. Uh, we have not loved you as God loves you, and that is profoundly wrong, they said. Well, that that's true. We affirm publicly and unequivocally unequivocally that lgbtqi plus people are welcomed and valued we are all children of god okay that's like in the first paragraph of the right thing. right so i mean the per- first one is true they haven't loved them as god would love them because one of one that's true they of should god's love is to tell them you need to repent of your sins you need to, you need to confess this so they should and apologize and be forgiven and so they're they they definitely are leading people who are caught up in these sins to hell so they should definitely apologize and and yet um and one doesn't just one is it just all a child one is not born a child of god you don't become you become a child of god when god brings you to faith in jesus christ before that you're god's creature and he loves you but it's not it's a different kind of thing not, it's not a covenant kind of love so you can't just blanketly say people are unrepentantly uh living in um situations that god says are horrible are children of God if they're if they're repentant sure but if they're not repentant then there's not you can't say that the whole the whole text is like you know it, it, it has we, we talked about this in the Stanford podcast it just it, it, what is the gospel to these people 
it's it's never articulated in the in this in this text. Well, no, there's no gospel in this anywhere. Right. So the um, gospel seems to be inclusion, right? We're, we're it's it's the more people we can drive and bring in by not drawing any lines about about behavior or or uh, what's right and wrong, then that's that's more of the gospel. It was in the the bishop the bishop one of the bishops who was in the, in the house of bishops wrote a letter an open letter. Um, saying that, you know, there's no, we have not been preaching the good news to gay people or to LGBT people. And and the good news is for him, you know, come in without any, without any, any need to repent at all. So, so that's, that's apparently that, so that's, that's why, I mean, I, I can't imagine going to a church every Sunday where that's the gospel, where you don't hear about the life, death, and resurrection for, of Jesus for sinners, you hear about the goodness of the church because we're being open and compassionate and letting people in um, without any making any any law, any, any preaching any of the law of God to them um, or or any of the, the gospel. It's just so horrible. And these great, great historic cathedrals and beautiful buildings that were built to glorify God are now being uh, used to to blaspheme him and and destroy people. Well, there aren't very many people in them, so that's it's true. Fun. That's good. There's not that many people here. Yeah, there'd be fewer. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is an irony. I mean, like people, the English are not going to now batter down the doors of their cathedral to get in because the bishops have. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there were a lot of people going <laughs> before funny. heretofore, yeah. just like in the Episcopal Church. I mean, the Episcopal Church came down to like what were the numbers in tech. There's been like since, since 2003, with which is when the the, the Gene Robinson thing happened. I think a good 50 percent of attendance has gone, than what it was in 2003. So that's 20 years they've lost 50 percent. And like, how many people was it down to? Like, it was like 800,000 or 300,000 or something. Yeah. Or 400,000. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. it's like there are probably more of those creeps that. Um, get together in conferences to talk about my little pony. Right. <laughs> and there are Episcopalians, active Episcopalians in the US. Maybe not. I mean, Maybe that's a stretch. They still have like a, a million some odd members, but that's because they don't the membership stats don't for the reflect Episcopal who Church. Goes. Right, exactly. You're counted as a member if you're baptized and like breathing. So Well, I find this really tragic. Um I was baptized in the Diocese of Oxford. Mm. And uh, born in England. Well, you need to be rebaptized then. <laughs> I'm not going to be rebaptized. I just um, am really sad, though, because you're right. These churches are really beautiful, and the liturgy is really beautiful, and the gospel itself is actually kind of nice. And people need it still today, even if you know, even if they are don't know. I was I was thinking this weekend. One of the things that's been hard about, well, I didn't know this, I guess, when we first came up here to the Northeast, strangers to a strange land, that to build an institution from scratch is not, it's not like building a startup company. Like, so the U.S., they're in the, you know, the sort of economic idea that you, you start a company, you hire a bunch of employees you make a product you sell it and it's great i think that's even i had that idea 
but that's how people think of, of church planting. Mm. If you have a good message and you have a good team and you have a place to meet, you have a church. Mm. Well, that's true. I mean, you do, you have a church, you can have a church in any situation, but in the Anglican world, there were before this institutions that took generations to build. Yeah. And we came here at the point where the institution in which we still are was kind of at its lowest ebb. It was almost not there anymore as an institution. And I'm discovering now, 20 years in, that we have been trying to rebuild that institution through the gospel and caring for people. And it can't, like, we're not going to live long enough to restore it. It would have to be that all the people that are go here now who are very young would continue to do a work. It would take another 200 years to rebuild the spiritual center of a local congregation because you have to restart Bible catechesis from scratch. And there's an institutional memory of scripture that carries people farther than even at their birth and the people who could go before them. And um, it takes a couple of generations to re gather that that together. And I mean, it's great because there's a, a lot of energy when you preach the gospel Instead of this sort of dissipating, you know, chat GPT version, you get a lot of energy and people wrestling, grappling with the word of God. But for their children to enter into it, you know, they have to, you have to work really, really, really hard. It's very easy to destroy something, as they say. Very, very, very hard to build it back. Yeah, and and that comes with so much. It's not just like, okay, now we're going to start Bible studies and preaching the gospel. You will have to fight. There are so many battles. If you if you go into a church that has accepted like the wither theology or the, the this the chat That's GPT that, theology, um, uh, get that hideous strength. Right? Then you're. Yeah, no, this then, is totally so wither. Much, yeah, yeah. There's so much. There's so much work to do, and and not, and it's not just the work of, of studying and preaching. It's the work of, of you're going to have lots of people in that church who think you are evil and wicked. And yeah, who, and you try to unseat you and to try to kick you out. We had that happen to us back in 2003, all the way through th- 2007. We're just in, intense in church ba- battles with um, because people had had for decades swallowed. So it's a political like you're having poison, to play. Right? You're yeah. having to play, not play politics, but engage in you know vestry politics, yeah. politics yeah. with your. Yeah local church in your diocese and this is a politically this is a political document you know they did due diligence for in their political sphere and came out with something that is completely unchristian so very sad i'm sad sad. tragic yeah it's horrible so i feel sorry we have friends in the church of england we gave us it's situated differently and i mean we talked to him about this once that they have like he's he's the head of the church society, and they have uh, different parishes that are under church society patronage. So the the Nash the the diocese the, di- the the diocese in which these churches are located doesn't get to pick who who the rector is or who the vicar is. The church society gets to pick it. So there are some places in the Church of England that could be preserved indefinitely, I guess, 
because the, that patronage is doesn't doesn't um, doesn't there's not a time limit on it; it just keeps going. Uh, so long as the church society stays, you know, firm, then these other churches are, are safe. At the same time, you know, the, the question then becomes: Can we, in good conscience, stay in the Church of England now that it's not a church anymore? Um, so, well, in the whole, like in the U.S., nobody was paid by uh, the government. Nobody got their salary from the government, right? So, how does that like? I was seeing online that some people like it kind of throws a lot of things into confusion. If you, if you start to, I mean, it, it, doing this was very much not a status quo kind of thing to do. They could have punted it down the road, you know. And like, oh, well, no, because lots of prime, lots of um, MPs were angry at the Church of England for not, and then they writing open letters oh, saying, okay. "If you don't change." Your doctrine on this then we're going to disestablish you you're not going to get um so they had to well they didn't have to well they no could have i mean said, yeah if they, they were didn't. a christian church they would have said you can take your money and yeah and go somewhere uh in a kind way yeah, again in an english way <laughs> in an english way and and said fine disestablish us because we you know we, we can't do anything other than to speak about what we've seen and heard because we're christians right and so you so unlike um I'm like Judas or <laughs> other people like that. <laughs> other people like right. that. Right. We're we're gonna we're 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 we can't do what that. What is it that what did somebody say? Here I here I stand, yeah. I can do no other. Well and we just had that, that? we were just reading that for yesterday. Whether it's right for us to do what you say or what God says, you be the judge, but we're we're gonna just keep on doing what we're doing. And you can disestablish us if you want. That's what a Christian would say. <laughs> That's what a Christian organization would say. Yeah. But the, the CV isn't a Christian organization, so they see the money going away or the possibility of the loss of power, and that's it. Well, and it's such a... I mean, to be able to have people, even if you don't believe anything, and that, I mean, that's been the joke. I mean, British comedy has, is... The, the English vicar or bishop who doesn't believe anything is one of the great funny tropes, tropes of English <laughs> literature and comedy, and... Um, so that's so funny, ha ha ha. Yeah, here it is. It's, yeah, so it should have been uh, against, like, well, if you don't believe the teach the church is teaching on stuff, you should not be a bishop or a priest. I I know that that was like it's kind of late to say that, <laughs> right? But. But they, but that's what they were. But that's what the Church of England and the Episcopal Church was actually cultivating. They were cultivating men like that. And cultivating. then you, this, but that you still get to have prestige, like you get to deny all the essentials of the faith, but you still get right. uh, called father. You still get to go to cocktail parties and um, tea and people are deferential to you there's a lot of people said to us when we were when we tried to describe what our seminary was like why would you why would people want to be clergy to be made because pastors oh man, if you if you don't believe that seems so dumb well there's we, a lot of incentive there's so much incentive because the Epis I mean, one thing one of the things the thing is the episcopal church is not like you know the southern baptist church where it's a congregational arrangement and your you know you, the, the health of your of your ministry depends on 
how well the congregation is doing. So you can have it. You 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 sort wouldn't of. you wouldn't want to go like if you didn't believe this stuff, you wouldn't want to go to a Southern Baptist church necessarily because there's not a lot of prestige in it and um and you know how well you do like you, you preaching heresy might actually make your church tank and die but in the episcopal church there is there is so much money i mean dead people's money props up die, whole dioceses churches you can go there are a number of congregations in the episcopal church where you can go out of seminary be be ordained be, a, be the priest there uh preach you know with their sermons every sunday to three people mm-hmm. and that and you can stay open indefinitely because of the endowment that's been given to that church it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if anybody's there so and you, you get this cushy yeah you get this you, you get you get your you get housing paid um, you get a night, probably a nice salary and, and a pension that's going to, the, the Episcopal Church has one of the best pensions in America. So that if you serve for, for 30 years, you get basically full pay. Uh, the highest, the highest serve, the highest salary that you're paid, you get that, um, after 30 years, uh, if you, if you serve. Um, so, so you got, you got, you, and you get cultural power. I mean, the Episcopal Church, even though no one goes to it that when the media looks for someone to say something about something, they're going to the established guys who look authority, the, the people who are serving at the national cathedral, <laughs> um, who they know are going to give good liberal opinions. And, and, and so the, they have lots of power. They have lots of social power. Social, social so, power. There's a lot of incentive to go to a liberal seminary, get out, have a collar, drive a nice car, Go to a nice church building every Sunday morning. Have nice, wonderful music. Uh, eat good food. Drink good wine, and live the rest of your life in the kind of elite stratosphere. There's just one one spanner in this, and that that is that. I you just sent me this article. Chat GPT does churn out this stuff better than yeah, actual right, right, people. Right. <laughs> so right. Um, well, though, that's what you can they, become redundant. Well, no, Chat well, makes just, it easier. Just put it, you ch- uh, type it in and. Uh, a sermon on John chapter three from an Anglican liberal, from a theologically progressive perspective. <laughs> Boom. You got your sermon for Sunday. Then you can go back and have your you cocktails. Know, cocktails. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, there is just also one other problem. And that's that if you, if you opt for that model of life, no matter what denomination you are, you still have to face God at the end of it. Cause you're still going to die. Like, yeah. Death is still a thing, uh-huh. even if you don't believe in an afterlife. Yeah. God does. Yeah. The question is not, do you believe in God? It's just God believe in you. And right. <laughs> in the final accounting, it, it may be that you know you still have to say, "Oh, you know, God is real, <laughs> and <laughs> and He's just eternity a is a long time." So, God is. You know, there are going to be really people who are. Sp- surprised at how lowbrow god is because he actually believes the bible yeah <laughs> that he, that he breathed out <laughs> well that's the the <laughs> cult the the sort of upper crustness the the what is it called now coding for mm-hmm. for high for elite status like that is it's still a problem in the acna like i mean you've complained about this low status christians who don't have cultural power necessarily like to come and become Anglican for this sort of ethos that yeah, comes out yeah. of it, 
Well, Anglicans should, you know, buck the trend and be real believers, even if it's embarrassing. Like, go ahead and talk about Jesus, even if you have great vestments and beautiful music. You should still embarrass people by talking about Jesus, who died on the cross for your sins. Don't code for elitism right because you will gut your church yeah like yeah and there's not the endowment the and there's no right. endowment so just well there might be but it's there still are very not as few good. churches in the ACNA that have that kind of power that the, the episcopal churches have um so you, you really have to preach the gospel yeah and 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 actually there's not the there's not the highbrow that the people think there might be like so they're coming to the ACNA thinking oh we'll, we'll have the same kind of cultural cachet that an episcopalian yeah. has yeah but we just won't preach about you know, uh, promote gay sex, um, but the reality is the fact that you won't promote gay sex already sets you at you, you're not going to be accepted yeah. among the elite, and and we see that like uh, 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 what was it? Her, Tish Warren, who's an ACNA person, writes an article about um, oh yeah, like it, it was about well, you know, you need to respect my beliefs because I respect yours about right. civil Union marriage, service. like. Um, I, I have gay friends, so you need to respect me because I respect you. Right. And they had to shut comments because there's no, 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 I'm sorry. It's a religion it, on the other side. Not because right-wing people were coming on, but because left-wing people were coming on. Right. That's it wasn't, was right, right. yeah, it wasn't like, there was not a mob of Anglicans who were like, how dare you, dare you. There was a mob of, of, of leftists who were like, you're a bigot. Yeah. You cannot, you can't win in this world if you are not if you are not willing to write a lot of statements like this pastoral response from the bishops of the church of England, unless this isn't the stuff that comes out of your mouth, you can't, you're not going to win. So you might as well give up right now and just be Christian. Sound like a Christian. Right. The the, the adoption of like woke language by the ACNA, anyone in the ACNA is not going to help you because of our constitution, our constitution says that you have to be anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ sex acts. So so you have, you're really stuck. You can't be, you really can't be conservative enough for the conservatives or liberal enough for the liberals. Um, and that's not going to be a, a, an appealing thing for you. It's going to be a, a... I mean, you can be conservative enough for the conservatives. If you just sound like a Christian, you don't have to sound yeah, no, crazy. It's it, like, right. just, you don't have to adopt, you don't have to... Um, code for like super lowbrow either right you could just talk like a christian and that will make let the word of life be the thing that comes out of your mouth relentlessly all of your language that you talk about that you use should sound like scripture right you should have lots and lots of phrases that you would only know if you read the bible a lot (laughs) or the prayer book (laughs) like little dog whistles yeah 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 tons of dog whistles So yeah, it, it is interesting. You know, Christianity is a conservative faith in the sense that it it, it upholds um, values that don't change and that won't change because they're from God. So it's not a matter. I mean, and God's not worried about what society thinks about His laws. He's not worried about whether or not you know the New York Times thinks he's enlightened. He doesn't care because the New York Times is in the dark. So he's he's so that that in that sense, it, it, Christianity is, is never going to be. A place where liberalism finds a great home. Uh, there are definitely things in Christianity about serving the poor and helping the downtrodden and all those kinds of things, but it's not—it's not Marxist. 
So, so it's, it, the, the, the person on the left will never be completely happy with the Christian ethic, even when it comes to um, to helping those who are in need, which we we have to do, because it's into, because when it comes to generosity and 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 the help for the poor, uh, the the Bible is is says we must do that out of our own pockets. Like we do that, we do that, we do that. Um, by giving of ourselves, right? Not by forcing other people to give of themselves. Well, and there's no, the problem with Christianity is that there is no progress. Like there's no right, progression. There's no, you're not going anywhere except to heaven. And that's, you can't that's, solve, like you, they're really, it's very true. The poor will always be with us. Right. We cannot solve poverty as a, as a, a systemic issue. We right. have to just keep taking care of poor, the poor. Right. And the, like, because in fact, back. it says, in fact, we are not progressing. We are, right. it's going to get worse as we're seeing things. We're yeah. going to get worse and worse. Like that's just how this works. And then Jesus will come back. And then, so that's, we're, we're fighting a long losing battle against, um, against sin and in the world, the world is going to be overcome by it. And, uh, the only ones, the only, uh, institution that won't is the church. Not that the church isn't full of sinners, of course it is. What I mean is that we're taking the side of the rebel. The only the only organization, institution, body of people that will not side with with the devil in the end is the church, and that's also going to be the only institution that survives the coming of Christ. So, take your pick. Yeah, I mean, have, <laughs> but you should enjoy i guess that that's my greatest lament if ever we get can we do lamentations now <laughs> my lament i want to lament uh my greatest lament over the last 20 years is that christians by and large stopped sounding like christians they're the language of faith and scripture stopped being the go-to because it, it enjoyed a cultural ascendancy for a while like you could you could sound like a christian and be accepted in cultural circles for a little bit of time in america yeah. during my lifetime and then the cultural acceptance of that went away and because all of us are sinners many christians quickly and uh you know, as soon as possible, dropped their ability to speak like Christians. Yeah. Because it, there wasn't a, you didn't gain anything by it, and that that was the thing. That's the thing that I miss about listening to Anglicans talk, is that they, um, they're not discernibly Christian in their speech, and I think that's right a real tragic thing. I mean, I'm not. I mean, the closer the 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 left within the ACNA sounds to this document, the, the more the more they adopt the language and thought life of the people in woke circles, the more they're going to mimic the language of this document in their sermons and their yeah in their writings, and we're seeing that. So, uh, but this is a warning. This is a this is a this is a good warning to. Uh, to churches who are kind of uh, tempted to tiptoe around the edges of the LGBTQ movement by adopting maybe the revoice um, perspective or spiritual friendship perspective, uh, that you this is a, a good 
you're, you're, you are, you are now, when you do that, uh, putting yourself in, in a, you're, you're boarding a ship yeah. that has a destination yeah. that you may not think you're going to get to, but you're going to get to there. That, that and you don't, yeah, you don't, you think, oh, well, I never could get there. Um, right. but the, the slippery slope is always the undefeated right. champion. Right, right, right. But it's not a slope. I have to keep it. It's a cliff. Like you can, um, and, and playing a lot, playing next to the cliff is, or next to the freeway is really stupid. It doesn't work. It just, well for you. Yeah. Try, try not doing that. But anyway, nobody wants my opinion. We all want your opinion. (laughs) Well, I don't understand chat GPT. I, but I'm going to, I, and I probably can't figure it out because i'm i for i'm in around during christmas um I, I took i went on to it and i started playing around i did i punched in a christmas eve sermon and it, every it sermon spit out, starts with brothers, brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah it spit out you know what you'd expect from i don't know a, a 10 minute homily from not a not, yeah it was, it? It, was, it was orthodox but it was it was talking about the virgin birth and all it was, it was very good but it was it was I, it was so. It was also bland. It was very, very bland. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of what you would expect from an like Anglican, <laughs> right? Right. So. Oh, okay, so well, thank you for listening. Is that all we're talking about? Yeah. I guess it's been, we've, been, we've been bloviating for forty-one minutes. Yeah. So we go. We, we have to time. shovel. Yeah. Yep. So. We didn't have a lot of banter at the beginning of it. We just went right into the subject, which is we rarely do that. Rarely do that. So we had we've had forty one solid minutes of uh, yeah. So it's like better, it's a lot of con- we provided a lot of content today. Yeah. Content well, I'm providers. glad to be a content provider or an influencer. Mm-hmm. I'm an influencer, and uh, I think it would be better if the bishops of English, in, instead of being called bishops, would just call themselves like influencers, content providers. <laughs> right. uh, we're the we're the we're influ- we're influencers, and we just feel like <laughs> oh okay. I do have one parting thing. Uh, I, we discovered this this weekend. If you if you take uh, Ryan George's, I decided that from all of his movie pitch meetings and uh, replace the Christianese uh, I feel, I feel led or I feel like, and you just say I decided instead of I feel, it works exactly the same way. The same way. It just works. Who's around? He's a guy that does those movie pitch things where he plays all the characters. Oh, and, oh right, right, and right. He's just, <laughs> and he does all the plot holes. Right, so right, if right. you really like a movie, you shouldn't watch him because... He'll, it, he'll spoil it, but he'll yeah, be very funny. It's really it. funny. <laughs> but he'll also show you why it's a bad, a stupid movie. <laughs> um, so his I Decided is so great. Like... Um, <laughs> I, I can't think of an example right now, but if you say, I feel like... Right, who is the, he did the Avatar, God, the new Avatar one. Yeah. There's several I decided. And why are up. these people going... Shut up, I decided. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, okay, that, that seems funny. like it'll work. Sure. So if you say, you know, I feel like God is leading me into a new truth. I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me into a new truth or a new pasture land or whatever. You just say I decided. So someone says. So someone says, "Why did you leave your wife and family and and shack up with your secretary?" You said, 
I decided the Lord is leading me into yeah. a new, <laughs> yeah. a new, Well, a new I felt of, like God was leading me into love. Right. Exactly. So you just say, I, I decided, decided that God is leading, leading me into, into, into love. And yeah. you're in the person. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> Basically, it works exactly like I, well, I haven't been able to find it. It sounds more definitive, though. Like, it sounds like you're, like you've, you've thought it out. Like, I feel like God is leading me, leading me somewhere. It sounds really you know it's less it's less it's less firm well, but if you decided that god is doing something <laughs> that's why it works so then, well then you can't really what do you say to that oh yeah that's okay. <laughs> right obviously like I, I feel like going out to lunch today you're like what do you want to do well i feel like going out to lunch well, well try it a different way i'm going out to lunch i decided <laughs> okay you've you obviously put a lot of thought into yeah. this and I don't have anything to say in response. So. I'm going out to lunch. Yeah. So I'm just saying our listeners should try it out. Yeah. It's a pretty great thing. Okay, now. Now you've wasted five minutes. Okay, so. Mindless chatter. Thank you right. so much for listening. I decided maybe we'll be back next week. <laughs>